Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a April 16th Sunday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson writer from the Associated Press, Blazers Edge, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we have a wide variety of shows covering the NBA, the NFL, have every team covered, including your Blazers. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers. Tonight, or this afternoon, excuse me, was game one of Blazers-Warriors, the 1-8 matchup in the Western Conference. The Warriors come in with a 67-15 and record, Portland at 41-41. and And the Warriors take a one-game lead in the series, 1-0, after a 121-109 victory against the Blazers. Uh, it was... Uh, a, a very entertaining basketball game, uh, to say the least. The Blazers get combined 75 points from Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. McCollum with 41 to lead all scorers in the game. But, unfortunately for the Blazers, they just did not get enough production from the rest of the team. They scored 75 of their 109 points. And... The Warriors had uh, lots of fantastic performances. They got a, a very solid game from Stephen Curry. He scored almost 30, had four assists. Kevin Durant had a almost quiet 32 points and 10 rebounds, as he so often does. And Draymond Green was probably the most dominant player on the floor in this game. He finished with 19 points, 12 rebounds, nine assists, five blocks, and three steals, just absolutely dominating the Blazers in the middle. And uh, down the stretch of the game, really doing a nice job uh, as a help defender uh, and and making things happen with those block shots. The Blazers, uh, they had a lot of success. This game was tied at halftime. It was tied at the end of the third uh, it, it was a real back-and-forth game. There were 22 lead changes. There were 15 ties. The Warriors were able to pull away at the end of the game uh, a lot thanks to uh, a great 9-2 run to start the fourth quarter. 
They had great defense. Draymond Green leading the charge with that unit. They also got big and productive minutes the Warriors did from Ian Clark off the bench. He had 12 points, was 4 of 5 from the field, uh, hit a couple of three-pointers and played really good defense. Uh, They also got good defense from Klay Thompson, even though he didn't have a good game. I thought he played good defense, made things hard on Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum whenever he was on one of those two guys. And, and and down the stretch of that game, especially in the fourth quarter, the in the second half overall, really, the the Warriors did just a great, just a much better job uh, on Lillard and McCollum. They they forced the ball out of their hands more, and Portland's supporting players, uh, at least most of them, uh, just were not able to uh, connect. Uh, and, and make things happen on the offensive end. Evan Turner, I thought, had a, a really solid game. He played well defensively. He guarded Kevin Durant a lot. Turner had 12 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. He was 3 of 7 from the field, and he was also 2 of 3 from 3, so he really helped there. But Mo Harkless, 1 of 6 from 3. Crab, 1 of 3. Uh, Alfred Camino, 0 for 5 with no points, and Crab only with 3 points on, on the night, or in, in the game, excuse me. Just... Uh, you're going to need a little bit more from those supporting players. You're going to need the Warriors to pay for playing off of them. And if they don't do that, then Portland won't uh, probably won't win a game in the series, but uh, they absolutely need more from the rest of their guys. I thought Turner played well and I thought Harkless did an okay job for for some of the game, but he needed to hit some of those threes and it, it was good to see him taking the threes uh, and, and shooting with confidence, you just have to hope that they start to go in because he's going to get those looks. So if Harkless can make those, then that's big. Uh, the Blazers started a, a, a completely different starting lineup than I thought they were going to start with in this game. Instead of going with, well, once the news came, first of all, the Blazers announced that Yusuf Nurkic was ruled out for game one just before the game started and I thought hey okay maybe they'll start Myers and 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 just wait until the the Warriors decide to go really small to then come back with that with the Blazers small lineup with Vonleh and 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 those guys but instead Stotts says forget it we're gonna go straight to small ball at the very beginning of the game something I did not expect him to do he started Noah Vonleh at center and put Turner in the starting lineup I thought that that was uh, it wasn't uh, a bad choice. I though uh, Vonley did pick up some early fouls. He only played 23 minutes in this game. However, uh, I will say that Portland stayed right with the Warriors for a lot of this game, and uh, without Nurkic, they have to figure things out. And I get and and Stotts obviously feels like putting Vonley in the middle is their best chance to start against the Warriors. And so instead of uh, trying to get the, th- the shooting out there for Myers Leonard, uh, he goes with Vonley. And I thought uh, it obviously worked out well to start the game. I thought Vonley set good screens. He didn't do a really good job on the boards. I thought he needed to do a better job there. I think this being his first playoff game, he got a little taste of what it is like and he's going to have to play better. He's going to have to be more focused and 
and and and more locked in. I, I thought that he played well at times, but I thought he could have played better. And uh, I don't think he played the way he has played recently. He had some nice moments in the third quarter, uh, making plays out of the pick and roll. He had a nice mid range jumper, a nice assist to Mo Harkless. Uh, he actually had four assists on the night, so he he gave them something there. But uh, against the Warriors, you know, you're going to need all five guys that are out there on the court be somewhat of a threat to score the basketball if you're going to have a chance. And uh, Vonley just didn't convert enough on those shots. He missed a hook shot early. Uh, he he attempted to, to pack a dunk on Draymond Green uh, in transition, which Green blocked and was kind of uh, – that, that seemed like kind of a momentum play, but Draymond had a couple of those in this game. Dame had a, a drive in the fourth quarter where he tried to also pack it on green, which was, you know, after the game he was having, but uh, Lillard went for it anyway. And, and, and Draymond did it and, and, and got KD, uh, hit KD in transition for a layup to put the Warriors up 10, I believe it was at the time. And uh, just a couple of big momentum plays by Draymond Green in this game that really uh, – I thought turned the game in Golden State's favor. Uh, also, Durant, I thought down the stretch, uh, the the Warriors just went to him, ISOed on the block or in the mid post, excuse me, and uh, he just went to work. And Portland, uh, you know, wasn't able to stop it. They got, I thought, Portland dodged a bullet with how Clay Thompson shot in this game, and Durant as well for a lot of it, at least from three. But uh, they also, on the flip side of it, Draymond Green was three of four from three, and that you will take that if you're with the Blazers. You have to live with whatever Draymond Green is doing from three uh, because you would rather have him shooting the three than have Draymond or than have Durant, Thompson, or Curry shoot the three. So uh, you kind of have to live with that. Uh, Ian Clark made the Blazers pay on some open ones. I thought. Uh, he he was really nice, and also uh, some interesting uh, moves I thought from Stotts. But uh, you know, in this matchup, I kind of liked him uh, because instead of uh, going with uh, you know his traditional lineups, he he went with a lot of Shabazz Napier, which which caught caught me off guard and surprised me. Uh, Napier played okay in the 10 minutes that he played it was I mean he, he he's he's small so defensively that kind of hurts but uh, perhaps the thinking is maybe you just have another guard that can create for himself go off the dribble and do some things to try and get Steph Curry into foul trouble and it, Curry had five fouls in this game and and if if Portland were able to go at him a little bit more uh, then if they were able to go at him a little bit more, then then I think that helps, uh, that helps the Blazers, and I, I think that that was part of the calculus there is that, uh, have another ball handler to create and to come off screens that the Warriors have to pay attention to, and and that Curry has to work hard at guarding, and and uh, Curry still had a, a fantastic game, and and you're never really going to keep him down, but one of the only ways that you can really minimize some of his effectiveness is to go at him on the offensive end. And I thought that Napier uh, really 
helped the Blazers with that in his uh, limited minutes. So I, I suspect that as, as long as uh, as long as this series goes, that uh, without Nurkic at the very least, that that Napier will get time uh, in this series, and maybe he will get time even if Nurkic is back in this series. Uh, but th- that is going to be an interesting thing to watch. Uh, will Napier continue to get these minutes? Another guy who had uh, a big play at the end of the third quarter, Pat Connaughton, had an and one at the end of the third to tie the game, which was a uh, surprise to, to say the least. Uh, but he uh, made that play. Uh, Myers Leonard played only seven minutes in this game. He did not attempt a shot. He had two rebounds and one assist uh, to Alan Crabb for Crabb's only three-pointer. The Blazers bench in general uh, just did not give them a whole lot on the offensive end. I thought Crabb played good defense. I will say that. Uh, he had a, a nice steal on Curry. And Aminu just needs to be better. Uh, they needed more from him in this game, and they're going to need more from him to win a game in this series. He only played 23 minutes. But zero points, only three rebounds, no blocks, no steals, no assists. Just not uh, not what you need from him in this matchup. You you need Aminu, especially without without Nurkic. However long they're going to be without him, and even if Nurkic is back, they need Aminu to play better because when Aminu plays well, they tend to play well and. His versatility, his defense does give them a lot. So uh, if there's one guy that I think really needs to step up between now and the next game, it's Aminu. Uh, And obviously on the offensive end, you're going to need more guys to contribute. Uh, A couple of times I thought Aminu uh, was a little too hesitant to, to shoot the ball from range. I know he had a tough season shooting the ball from three. However... He's got to shoot it sometimes, and he only took one three. Uh, the drives, he, he wasn't really creating a lot with his drives. He didn't score. He wasn't really getting the ball to open guys when he was driving. It, 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 it He either has to do better on those, or he has to start changing it up and starting to shoot some threes and have some confidence in that shot because uh, Portland needs guys to handle the ball and be able to drive against Golden State, but they also need guys to make threes around CJ and Dame and make the Warriors pay for, uh, you know, how much they have to commit to stop those guys. Because I think after this game, the or especially what we saw in the second half, that's what we're going to see from the, the Warriors is that they're going to completely sell out to stop CJ and Dame. They're going to double them. They're going to trap them. They're going to do more of that. And so the, the Blazers that are catching the ball in – four-on-three situations have to make plays and Aminu has to knock down shots or create for other guys. It, it has to be a team effort if they're going to do that. And if they're going to play small, you have to play with the you know properties of a small team. And usually that means skill. So you have to have, you have to play with a lot of skill. And I thought, uh, you know, Aminu, uh, struggled with that in this game. I think he can play a little bit better, but uh, and and Vonley's got to play better, and 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 Crab a little bit too on the offensive end. I thought he played well defensively, but he's he's got to bring both. So, 
I don't know what big adjustments Portland will have in store because I feel like uh, going super small was uh, kind of a wild card thing to start the series for Terry Stotts. And, uh, you know, I, I, I commend the decision. I thought that for the most part it gave Portland a shot. You can't really be mad about how they played. It, they just kind of miss a presence in the middle uh, right now. The Warriors out rebounded them forty-five to thirty-eight, uh, and the Warriors just also did a really nice job on the offensive glass in this one. Uh, I, I, I was that not even just in the sheer volume of offensive boards, but how they were able to take advantage of those. They had less offensive boards, but they actually grabbed a higher percentage of their misses. They had a rebound rate on offense of 25 and Portland had some good offensive rebounds. They they were able to create some second chances. Unfortunately, they, they just weren't able to connect uh, on enough of their shots and, and they just weren't at all able to slow down golden state. Uh, in this one, Golden State had an offensive rating of 120, so uh, that's that's not good. That's definitely better than what they normally average. So it wasn't as if Portland was really able to slow them down. However, I don't think that slowing them down is necessarily a viable strategy at this point because they have they're the Warriors and they have Kevin Durant. So you're not going to slow them down and going right at them is really the only hope that you have. I thought that Lillard and McCollum did an excellent job of leading the charge in that, you know, aspect of the game with leading them and, and showing them and playing with confidence uh, against the Warriors. I thought they definitely delivered and I think they'll continue to do that throughout the series. You know, CJ had a phenomenal game, hit a ton of tough shots and and finished with 41 points, which uh, is a, a playoff career high for him, which his playoff career high was 33 before that and his, his overall career high is 43. So he almost got uh, to that in this game. I thought he was phenomenal. And, and Lillard as well, uh, I thought was very good in setting the tone. Um, but I do think they're just going to need more. And Lillard and McCollum both uh, are, are going to have to try and get their shots, absolutely. But they're also going to have to trust the pass, make, make the simple play, and hope that their teammates can make plays in uh you know, short number of situations when they have an advantage because that is what it's going to take. I don't see uh, it, it. That's not easy. You know, if every, if anybody, if everyone could do it, you know, the Warriors wouldn't be the team that they are that have been the, you know, have had the greatest three year run of regular season success in NBA history. So, you know, what I'm describing is not easy. So I don't want to make it sound like it is that, that you can just, uh, that making the four on three reads against the Warriors is is really easy. However, uh, that's what Portland has to do to win. So maybe we'll see some more uh, of Evan Turner setting screens, which I thought we did see a lot of interesting, more interesting wrinkles on screen and rolls with Curry, where 
there were uh, smaller players setting screens, and I think we could continue to see more of that. Uh, and and it'll be also be interesting to see, you know, how often Portland can get Draymond Green in pick and roll situations because uh, that seems to be a, a key to whenever they've had successful runs against Golden State, they've usually been able to get Green out of that helping position where he's so good and able to make him a one-on-one defender, which he is the defensive player of the year, yes, but if you have Lillard and McCollum, who are two of the best guys at working guys in space, uh, you kind of have to take your chances there because taking your chances against Green as a help defender uh, is is a lot. It's going to be a lot less successful of a strategy. So, uh, you know, will they uh, play even smaller? Can Nurkic's presence, if Nurkic does come back, uh, can that change things? Because then they, you know, they they have to put Draymond on him. If Draymond's at center, would they put Durant on him? Uh, you know, really interesting stuff if we get that. So on the Nurkic front, the Blazers said that Nurkic was out for game one. But uh, on the broadcast, Lisa Salters from ABC did say that Stotts said that he expects Nurkic to be in the series, just not sure when. Uh, A couple of the other things that came out was that uh, it's apparently a question of pain tolerance uh, for, for Nurkic, whether he can play or not. So, there are there's still some drama here uh, for Yusuf Nurkic, whether he can come back in this series. And it sounds like the Blazers think they can do it. Uh, yeah, but, but, but we'll see. Uh, and, and Steve Kerr, the Warriors coach, is, is expecting that Nurkic will come back in game two or game three. Uh, is is what the the perspective of the opposing coach. So that is, I guess, you know, what the Warriors are game planning for. And it's hard to it's hard to fault the Blazers for wanting to take the extra three days that they can get uh, by waiting until Game Two because Game Two isn't until Wednesday, and that would almost be you know you're, you're almost adding another week uh, of rest. So. Uh, that is uh, probably the smartest strategy. You know, we'll see if he can actually play. We'll see if it's more than just a mental ploy to get the Warriors to think about something else other than the Blazers. But uh, I think they also showed in this game that um, you know you can get them to think something else. But then when the game happens, they're going to realize that he isn't there, and uh, they're going to have a lot of success. And I, it. Uh, it, it, it's going to be really hard for the Blazers to get a win in this series without Nurkic. I think if Nurkic comes back, I think this series gets even more interesting because then they will have uh, presence on the interior. Uh, Nurkic is is pretty quick and nimble on his feet, so uh, he can probably stay with them in the pick and roll if they if they put him in those situations uh, with Green, etc. And I think the strategy will continue to be let Green shoot from the perimeter uh, throughout the series. So uh, he'll still be in the paint to be able to defend if he does come back. Uh, Portland played just about, I thought their two stars played really well, but the rest of their team did not play uh, 
you know, up to the level that they can, especially on the offensive end. But but Lillard and McCollum were spectacular, and I, you can't expect those guys to play any better than they did in this one. I think that they will continue to deliver, but you, you know you can't expect them to uh, you know score to average seventy five points together every game in this series. So you're going to need guys like Crab, guys like Aminu, and guys like Harkless to be able to connect from deep. And uh, you know Nurkic or no Nurkic for Portland to survive in this series, they're going to need their other guys to shoot and they are going to get plenty of open looks because now they, I mean, they knew it already, but you know, the performances by Lillard and McCollum forced the Warriors to really, really respect Lillard and McCollum to send extra bodies to them. And they did a, a nice job of helping in the first quarter or in the first half, excuse me, but they really ramped it up. They ramped up the trapping. They did a lot more to get the Blazers out of their game uh, in the second half. So the Blazers uh, have to take advantage of that as well. Uh, another thing that was interesting for the Blazers or uh, for the Warriors, excuse me, in this series was not only did they get great games from, you know, Durant, Draymond, Clay Thompson, or not Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, they also got uh, a great 10 minutes of play from JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee had six points, five rebounds, two blocks, including, uh, you know, one, uh, he had a couple of really nice blocks in transition. Uh, and, and on Lillard, I believe it was, he had a, a big rebound where he ran the court really hard, which uh, I feel like has always been something that, you know, he hasn't been able to do in his career. Uh you know, he has asthma, so that's always, I think, been something. But he, he ran the court hard. He played hard in those 10 minutes and uh, really was a huge difference maker in this game, I thought, for Golden State. Uh, making just big plays in the third quarter, the Blazers were able to get back into the game after uh, JaVale made that impact. But I thought, you know, without JaVale there... Uh, making the impact that he did, you know, the Warriors would not have cruised to this win at the end the way that they did. And uh, if JaVale can be that effective for the Warriors for the duration of the series, then and, and, and throughout the playoffs, I mean, that's that's a huge thing for them because he gives them a dimension as a uh, shot blocker, as a dunker, as a high flyer uh, to to really elevate them a little bit. And that's wild to say that, but, uh, you know, with his physical gifts, uh, he can really make things happen. And the warriors are so good that he can kind of just do what he does well, dunking and blocking shots and really not have to worry about anything else. So the, if, if JaVale McGee is going to be this good, uh, that's not good news for the blazers. Uh, and, uh, I wonder if maybe going to Myers Leonard to combat, uh, what JaVale does a little bit by making him come out to the three point line, uh, could be a move. We didn't see a lot of Myers. He didn't play very well. Uh, but, uh, so, so that's, that's something too. Uh, he didn't. He didn't exactly play that well, so maybe we won't see that. And it seems like the the rotations the way they are, uh, Stotts wants to keep it small. So uh, 
I will say credit to the Blazers who did play. They, they uh, really fought in this game. As I said, there were 22 lead changes in this one. A really, really well-played basketball game. Some of the you know sequences and back and forth of this game were phenomenal. And uh, whether this game is a four-game series or five-game series, I think it's going to be extremely entertaining throughout. And uh, the Nurkic thing still is possible, and there's still that drama. And it, the, it does feel like he's going to play in this series. We just don't know when. So... Uh, and I guess I haven't really felt that feeling that he's going to play in this series. I, I, I didn't necessarily feel that way uh, as much as I do right now. So uh, Portland with a, a good showing in this game. Uh, phenomenal performance from CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. They're going to need more from their other guys. They need to rebound the ball better. And they've, you know, they've got to get uh, that presence on the interior, I think. And uh, they weren't rebounding the ball well without Nurkic. They did a little bit in their in their two victories or in their couple of wins when they were at full strength without him. They've got to do better, though, uh, on that end. Uh, but the, the Warriors are phenomenal. They can beat you in so many different ways. And it's going to be uh, a really tough series, but uh, the Blazers are not going to back down. And I think it's going to be a very well-played series, just like Game 1 was. So I'm expecting this type of series, this type of basketball for uh, the next, at least the next week. So uh, getting excited for that. Uh Phenomenal performances by Draymond Green in this game. I think he was the the game MVP. So uh, I'm going to be doing doing this throughout the the series. We're going to name MVPs at the end of the game, uh, and definitely for me, the MVP of this game, Game One, uh, was was Draymond Green. So uh, I think that is going to do it for this episode, post Game One edition of Locked On Blazers. You can subscribe to Locked On Blazers on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. We are there. Follow me on Twitter at Eric underscore Gunderson. That's Gunderson with an E-N. And come back next time for another edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.